public recognition is opportunity. It means that we can come and talk to you, and um, it means that, that I, I assume, I speak for both of us, that you get calls to do interesting projects, mm -hmm. and you have some choices available to you, which is a wonderful thing because not all actors have that opportunity. So uh, being recognizable, being somebody that people know and, and identify with in some way is, is useful, it's helpful in a career. Hi, this is Rob Paulson, better known as Yakko. I'm Zinky. And you're listening to PV Confidential. Ed Asner will join us later on this hour, while Lee Purcell will join us at the top of our second hour. We hope you stay tuned for both of those conversations. In the meantime, we have a few minutes left in this segment, uh, and since we're in a Leonard Nimoy frame of mind, we thought we would round out this segment with a clip from a conversation uh, that originally aired last year on TV Confidential with our friend Mark Cushman. Mark Cushman, author, screenwriter, and biographer of Gene Roddenberry and the Star Trek television series. Mark's books include These Are the Voyages, Star Trek the Original Series, Season 1, Season 2, Season 3, a three-volume behind-the-scenes history of Star Trek the Original Series, and These Are the Voyages, Gene Roddenberry and Star Trek in the 1970s, Volume 1, 1970-1975, the first of a two-volume biography of Gene Roddenberry's life and career during the 10-year span between the cancellation of Star Trek in 1969 and the release of Star Trek The Motion Picture in 1979. As we pick up the conversation, Mark provides some insight into his friendship with Leonard Nimoy, which spanned more than three decades. He particularly gives us a window into Nimoy's thoughts as he wrote his two books, I Am Not Spock and I Am Spock. Of the actors, even though Leonard had that period between the publication of I Am Not Spock and I am Spock, where he kind of distanced himself from the character professionally, but they came back full circle by the early 90s. Even during that period, Leonard seemed to understand and appreciate what Star Trek meant to the viewers, to the world, and to him and his fellow actors more than anybody else. He did. Well, he, he uh, you know, I knew Leonard, and uh, one of the great things about him uh, is he was Spock in many ways, uh, <laughs> except he smiled more than Spock. Yeah. Except when he had the ears on. When he was in makeup, he would go into that character Absolutely. and not come out until the end of the day. Yeah. But, but uh, he thought about everything in a very serious way. He really thought about it. He analyzed it. Uh, he wanted to understand it. Uh, and so uh, it's very interesting seeing his experience, which we see in this book, and we see Shatner's experience and Roddenberry and the series as a whole, and even our experiences, the fans waiting for the show to come back, were all part of this book. And you, you see, he always loved the character. And, and he would have kept playing the character if the show had continued. He said, I, I, I have mixed feelings. Uh, part of me is glad the show's being canceled because they've cut our budget so much. It's getting hard to keep the quality up. Uh, but at the same time, he said, I, this is the best character I've ever played in my life. It's an actor's dream. And, and he's part of me. And in those books, uh, I Am Not Spock and I Am Spock, he discusses how he has conversations with the other side of him. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that it's part of his brain, which is the logical side, the Spock side would have conversations with the other part of the brain, that's the emotional side, the actor. And he would always ask Spock what he thinks. It's really interesting to see how he went through that process and how he was so closely tied to that character. 
Uh, and we kind of got the impression from that first book, I Am Not Spock, that he never wanted to play Spock again. Mm-hmm. He had uh, problems over the fact that maybe he got typecast. And we find out it's not really true. Uh, he loved the character. He, he relished playing it. He would be more than happy to play it again. He just wanted to know that the quality would be there. And that's one thing all of them seem to really care about, which is another reason why I think Star Trek continues to this day, is they all cared so much about the quality. On line with us is Mark Cushman, Mark's latest book, These Are the Voyages, Gene Roddenberry and Star Trek in the 1970s, Volume 1, 1970-1975. First of a two-volume set chronicling the period in Star Trek history, spanning the cancellation of the original series and continuing through the making and the release of Star Trek, the motion picture, in 1979. These are the voyages, Gene Roddenberry and Star Trek in the 1970s, Volume 1, 1970-1975, available through jacobsbrownmediagroup.com, amazon.com, and wherever books are sold online. Mark, we were talking about how all of the actors of the original Star Trek cared about the quality of of the show. In the case of Leonard, he not only cared about the quality of Star Trek, the show, and Spock, the character, but he looked out for his fellow actors more than a lot of people realize, and that is particularly evident with the early development of Star Trek, the animated series. It is. You know, he only agreed to do it if the entire cast was involved. Originally, because of budget concerns, they were going to just bring in James Doohan, Shatner, Nimoy and Michelle Nichols and Majel Barrett, because Majel obviously being Gene's mm-hmm. wife was going to get in there. Mm-hmm. But uh, they figured that Jim Doohan and um, uh, and Michelle could do a lot of the other voices. Uh, James Doohan was very good at it, and he did a lot of different voices within the show, a lot of the aliens and the other characters. Uh, and Leonard said, I'm not doing it unless uh, George is there as well and um oh they weren't going to do nichelle at first either they were just going to have they were going to have major do nichelle's voice right and he said unless you involve them i'm not doing it and walter koenig uh he couldn't get him in uh, walter was going to be part of the show you even see drawings in there of Chekhov, yeah. and he was in all the scripts those first several scripts that were written Chekhov is in there but for budget wise they just couldn't bring him in uh, and Leonard allowed that to happen because he said, well, Walter wasn't with us the entire run, but all the others were, and you can't do it without them. But they did give Walter script assignments, and he did one script, and I didn't know this, but then Walter told me in the interviews that Gene wanted him to come back and do another script, but he said no, because he had to do so many rewrites of the first one. <laughs> so all did. Gene always asked for more rewrites. Yeah. And it was a lot of work for the amount of money that was being paid. So after one experience of doing that, Walter said, ah, that's enough. Mark Cushman, Star Trek biographer, and Gene Roddenberry biographer on how Leonard Nimoy made sure that both Nichelle Nichols and George Takei were part of the cast of Star Trek, the animated series, and how Walter Koenig ended up writing one of the scripts for Star Trek, the animated series. Mark Cushman's books include These Are the Voyages, Star Trek, the original series, a three-volume behind-the-scenes history of Star Trek, the original series, available through Jacobs Brown Media Group, as is These Are the Voyages, Gene Roddenberry and Star Trek in the 1970s, Volume 1, 1970-1975, first of a two-volume series chronicling the life and career of Gene Roddenberry during the 10-year period between the cancellation of Star Trek, the original series in 1969 and the release of Star Trek, 
the motion picture through 1979. Both of Mark's books available through jacobsbrownmediagroup.com as well as amazon.com wherever books are sold online. Take a quick time out, then we'll play part two of our conversation with Ed Asner next on TV Confidential. Attention timeshare owners. This is an urgent consumer alert from the Timeshare Exit Hotline, a national company specializing in helping consumers legally get out of their expensive timeshare contract. Our experienced partners are offering you a way to legally get rid of your timeshare. You'll never pay another timeshare maintenance bill again, and all your obligations will be terminated. You can begin saving today. Even if you've tried another company to get rid of your timeshare, call and see if we can help you. At the Timeshare Exit Hotline, we only accept payment after an agreement has been made to get you out of your timeshare. Make this complimentary free call and learn how our honest partners can help anyone, anywhere legally get out of their timeshare nightmare. 800-715-6093 800-715-6093 That's 800-715-6093 Hi, this is Rhonda Shear, and you're staying up all night or day with TV Confidential. Buying or selling a home can be one of the most stressful things we'll ever do in life, but it doesn't have to be. And no one knows better than our friends at Front Porch Realty Group. Their community of realtors serving the Northern Bay Area of California that cares about their clients as individuals first and foremost. Whether you're a first-time buyer or looking to lease or sell your property in the Bay Area, Front Porch Realty Group will help you through this important transition by providing you with the right information for your situation while lessening the pain. They also work with a network of realtors throughout California who provide the same high caliber of customer service. Call Front Porch Realty Group at 415-886-7411 for a realtor referral near you. You can also visit their website, frontporchrealtygroup.com, For more information on the services they provide, including upcoming workshops and seminars. For more information, call 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com. Front Porch Realty Group. They'll find the solution that works best for you. Uber is the mobile app that connects you with a driver for immediate transportation. Request a ride at the tap of a button and you have a driver curbside in minutes. You can choose to be driven in a black car, SUV, or you can choose UberX, the low-cost Uber, for a ride in a hybrid or mid-range car. Payment is seamless and cashless. Build to your card on file with no need to tip. Enter the promo code TVCONFIDENTIAL after you download the app to receive a free first ride up to $20. For more information, go to get.uber.com forward slash go forward slash TV Confidential. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash TV Confidential, x.com forward slash TV Confidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay Area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer 
or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.